0: Good morning everyone, Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Leanne, I'm on the team here at Crossroads, Uh, I'm a wife and a mum of three girls and the youngest of which is Josie who you met at the beginning of the service service with Sophia, wasn't it great having them welcome us to church, thank you ladies, you did a great job Um, and it is just so great to be here with you all again, another week has gone by and here we are but it's great to be able to get into God's word together. Uh, Last week Tom started us on a new series, the Book of Acts. He gave us an awesome overview and he gave us some Acts facts and we took a look at the theme of breaking barriers which is found out throughout the whole Book of Acts. As a reminder, the big idea from last week is when God's people submit to the work of His Holy Spirit, barriers are broken. Um, Tom also challenged us last week to dive into the Book of Acts by reading four chapters a day this week. That would have taken you through all 28 chapters if you did that this week. So if you got through, bravo, congrats. If you didn't, it's okay. There's still time. Tom did three verses last week. I'm going to do another eight verses today. That will only take us up to verse 11. um, So you have time to get in front again this week. Um, As a heads up, Tom is going to go from verse 12 all the way to chapter 2, verse 41 next week. So get ahead, dive in and read Acts this week. I'm going to put up uh, two images for you. One is a plane on the runway um, ready for takeoff and the second one is a roller coaster ready to take that first peak. The plane image has been with me throughout um, my preparation of this message today. Ben threw in the roller coaster this week when we were planning service and I it was great because I thought it just was exactly evoked the same kind of feelings that I had um, with the plane image and you might Resonate better with one than the other, but they both capture for me the um, feelings that these eight verses have that we're going to look at today about The start of a journey, an adventure, um, the checklist of final instructions, the preparations for takeoff um, Getting ready for that ride, as Ben said, checking that seatbelt a few million times uh, to make sure it's tight Uh, After verse 11, the story of Acts, the spread of the good news of Jesus' love Um, is the beginning of the wild ride. That is the book of Acts. Um, Jesus' earliest followers take his instruction and then take his message to the world. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to read these verses together and um, hopefully you will enjoy uh, the the runway as much as I did um, preparing for this. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much that you promised us that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Lord, I just pray that will be true for us today as we uh, look at these verses in Acts that it will continue to remind us that you are guiding our way and you have given us a path to follow. Lord, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for your word. Pray these things in your name. Amen. Okay, let's uh, read these verses. I'm going to start at actually verse 3 that Tom finished with last week just to remind us where we left off. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about. John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After this, he said... After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were intently looking up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. All right, let's dive in. Verse 4. This would be the last time the disciples would see Jesus in his physical body. There is um, nothing in the text to show us that they knew that this would be the last time seeing him on earth. They were, it's just, you know, on one occasion while he was eating with them as they had done many times before. Um, They're sitting around enjoying each other, enjoying the meal. And really Jesus has nothing else to say to them other than wait for a few days for the coming of the Holy Spirit the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. It's such a simple final instruction. Don't leave here, just wait. And yet, as we're gonna learn next week, this coming, filling and empowering of the Holy Spirit is anything but a benign dinner conversation. Um, This group of men had heard Jesus teach both publicly and privately about many things, including the coming of the Holy Spirit. This modest group of fishermen, officials tax collector artisans they had had their lives changed after meeting jesus they had left jobs they had followed him they'd watched him heal they'd challenge watched him challenge leaders they'd watched him talk to very unexpected people they'd watched him cast out demons and they'd watched him fed thousands they had um, prayed with him walked with him slept with him eaten with him They had watched him die and they'd watched him rise from the grave. They had known that Jesus' whole ministry on earth had been carried out through the power of the Holy Spirit. And now here to add to their list of amazing things and experiences of being a follower of Christ, they are told they are only days away from being immersed in the Holy Spirit. Now, I know it was not lost on the disciples that they could do nothing effective for Jesus and for his kingdom without the Holy Spirit. This must have been just an exciting moment to be told it's only days away. Um, On a side note here, this is just like such a cool picture of um, the Trinity that's woven throughout the New Testament where you have God in three persons. You have Jesus the Son telling about a promise of the Father that the Holy Spirit is on its way. It's just uh, so, it's so great. So uh, what happens? Then they gathered around him. I mean, you can feel the weight of what's about to happen um, as the disciples lean in and they gather around Jesus. They have listened, they're probably processing, they're probably wondering, and then they basically just say to Jesus, is this the time we've been waiting for? sometimes and in the past this question has been passed off as possibly that the disciples just didn't really understand the true nature of the kingdom of god that they were still asking and waiting for a political or a national kingdom and they didn't quite get that it's a spiritual kingdom that jesus was establishing but i wanted to include acts 1 3 at the beginning because it says jesus spent 40 days that's after his um, crucifixion meeting with them and speaking about the kingdom of god I think it would be very hard to believe that they were still ignorant that Jesus, um, his after his death and rec- resurrection, and after um, talking about it for a month, that he that they didn't understand fully about this spiritual kingdom that was coming. Um, it is clear though that, um, and I know it's the same for you, no, me and you probably that they didn't have a full understanding of Jesus' plans, and they wanted to know details. Um, I love the response of Jesus in this following verse. Um, He didn't rebuke them um, and he didn't even really correct them for their question, but he did caution them. He said, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority. I mean, talk about a verse for all time. This is why I got all tongue tied a minute ago, because uh this is not only a caution for the disciples but about wanting to know the timing of god's kingdom but it speaks to me on so many levels Um, it's our human condition to want to know the details um, to be able to control the variables to know the end of the story um, to have a say in how and when and where and why Um, many of you know i have a senior at home at the moment darby senior in high school and i know we have kenzie out there who's a senior in college it's been rough not knowing uh, how her graduation year is going to end. You know, we know what finishing senior year should look like, but is it going to look like that? Is there going to be a ceremony? Will there be one in person? Will they get a cap and gown? Will she get to go off and start college in the fall? Like all these details I want to know now, and I want to know how, and I want to know when. And um, I'm sure each of us have situations in our lives that we could ask, just like the disciples are asking now, Lord Are you going to do this thing now? Um, I read this quote this week and I'm going to put it up and I've pinned it up because it just ah, so great. It is good. It is enough that God has engaged to give believers strength equal to their trials and services that under the influence of the Holy Spirit, they may in one way or another be witnesses for Christ on earth while in heaven. He manages their concerns with perfect wisdom, truth and love. The disciples didn't need to know if this thing was going to happen right now and uh, Jesus reminded him of that, reminded them of that. Um, it also raises the thought for me like what would have happened if Jesus had answered his disciples or what if he had given us answers all the time to the questions that we ask? Would the disciples have um, responded well to knowing Jesus's plan is going to continue and for 2,000 years past their lifetime. Um, would have it discouraged them or encouraged them in the work that they're about to do? I think it's pretty obvious that it's better for all of us to live in a space where God handles everything with perfect wisdom, truth, and love. Um, this brings us to verse eight, and here is the stuff that they needed to know. Here is the plan. <laughs> but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Before um, we apply this to Crossroads 2020, I want to take a minute and um, just have you hear Jesus' words, um, this restoration plan that he laid out um, with the same ears that the apostles would have heard these verses. It would go something like this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Power so stunning and comprehensive and enabling that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, the place where your Galilean accent immediately marks you out as not one of us. In Jerusalem, the place where you have the most reason to expect rejection and perhaps even death as identified followers of me, Jesus, who they crucified there. You will be my witnesses in all of Judea, Judea, the neighborhood where Jerusalem is located, the place where I experience the extreme hostility of the Pharisees. You will be my witness in the city streets, country roads, and lanes of these communities. You will be my witnesses in Samaria, land of the Gentiles, the place Jews avoid. The place Jews believe is full of impure half-breeds and outcasts not to be trusted. You will be witnesses to the ends of the earth, among all peoples, across all boundaries, everywhere. It's no longer come to the temple and see God, but go to the people and tell them about the God you know. James Montgomery Boyce is a theologian and he wrote, The expansion of the gospel from Jerusalem to Rome is a remarkable story. Humanly speaking, speaking, Christianity has nothing going for it. It had no money, no proven leaders, no technological tools for propagating the gospel, and it faced enormous obstacles. It was utterly new. It taught truths that were incredible to the unregenerate world. It was subject to the most intense hatreds and persecutions. And yet, here we sit, in ends of the earth, Connecticut, two thousand years later, knowing God's loves that He, knowing that God loved us so much that He sacrificially gave His Son. Um, he gave Jesus to restore our relationship with him and that we are still being called to the same plan to be his witnesses. It I don't know about you, but it just blows my mind. Um, and notice that these words from Jesus weren't really a command. They were just a simple statement of fact. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be witnesses of me. Now I don't know about you but when I hear the word witness I just immediately picture a courtroom scene in a TV show where the drama has built and they're going to call um, Mrs Smith to the witness stand and she doesn't look like someone who's going to crack open the case but we know she must know something good because they're calling her to the witness stand and we watch her take the oath to tell the truth. They, She gets comfortable and they tell her to take a big breath and just tell us what you saw and that's a witness just tell the truth and tell us what you saw Um, the truth is we are witnesses every day to lots of things and we don't all end up on a witness stand in a courtroom and um, just the words that are on the slide there to the side are some of the things to make you think about what being a witness is it's someone who attests to something testifies to something furnishes proof Um, to witness is to see for oneself to vouch to validate if you think back over the most recent Sundays we've looked at what life with Christ in the center looks like what your identity as a child of God means we have shared as a community how God has been real and speaking to us during this um, unusual time we've called on you to give and you've given we have prayed we have helped, we have loved God, loved others, um, we've asked you and we've heard testimony of people drawing on the Holy Spirit for peace, counsel, power, companionship. Um, by embodying all these things, we are witnesses. We are furnishing proof that Jesus is present and real and alive in our lives. In Second Corinthians 3, 1-3, to Paul writes, you yourselves are our letter written on our hearts known and read by everyone you show that you are a letter from christ the result of our ministry written not with ink but with the spirit of the living god not on tablets of stone but on tablets of human hearts we are the message the witness the testimony the letter as we move through the world and encounter people that don't know that god loves them our lives are the bridge over which Jesus' message of saving love will pass. Um, It does not take a lifetime of study of the Bible or theology degree to tell people, like a witness in a court, what you have seen Jesus do for you. A life surrendered to Jesus results in us loving with Jesus' love and our challenge is to do this while being ready to answer the question why and attest to the who and, and vouch for the how. Uh many times this passage, the J- Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria passage, um, is used to make us think about our Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria. And I was starting down that road. I was going to put maps and circles and on Connecticut. And um, I realized a couple of things, especially here in the northeast, that we might have a neighbor on one side of us who is just like us. And then a neighbor on the other side of us who's come from another country. Um we might have a community only one town over where people's lives look very different from ours. And wherever you lay those circles on a map, um, the truth is this, that we have people in all our spheres of contacts, both near and far, that don't know Jesus. Um, we have barriers in every one of those relationships about witnessing for Jesus. And God has gifted us with the power of the Holy Spirit To do it so I'm gonna totally steal Tom's big idea from last week I didn't come up with my own (laughs) I'm just adding a part B so when God's people submit to the work of the Holy Spirit barriers are broken and people are drawn to Jesus wherever the Judea Samaria Jerusalem circles are for us God wants us there This is not like a video game where you level up, you complete one little circle and convert everyone in that and then move on. Uh, This is about us being witnesses to Christ wherever we go. Um, Unlike the disciples who had only their feet to take them, we have technology, planes, telephones, internet, online church, social media, electronic giving. We can be praying for our neighbors. Um, who don't know Jesus, sacrificially giving to strangers, welcoming new friends, going ourselves, helping to mobilize others. We can be crossing the office, crossing the street, crossing the world every day in a multitude of ways to share the love of Jesus. Um, You know we partner with GCEC. I'm going to play a really quick update for you because for us, I suppose, at the moment, Kenya is the ends of the earth we are unlikely to go there anytime soon. But because of Jesus' love in our lives um, and in your lives, motivating us to love the people at GCEC and to give, amazing things are happening. And um, I wanna show this because it's more than just food, because I know Lydia and I know Giram, and I know when these people ask them, really? And you'll see the look on Lydia's face when she talks about the people collecting the food. They tell them it is because people love Jesus that they're able to have this food. So enjoy.
1: Lianne, how are you? I hope you're well. I hope your family is doing well. Um, How is everyone at Crossroads? We are constantly thanking and praying for all of you. So I thought maybe I should give you a brief report on where we are with the food donations before I can sleep so we got the vouchers and this is what it looks like so we got 150 of these vouchers and today we give to 53 children's f- families of 53 children so the other thing we noticed is we may have extras so what we were thinking of doing is looking for some of the elderly people from the village who may also be in need during this time and giving them some donations so we have identified 16 elderly people that may need may be in need of food during this time um so from the money you sent we were able to get 1500 kilograms of maize flour we got 750 kilograms of rice um 150 cages of cooking fat and 150 kilograms of salt i'd also like to say thank you we are so grateful you should see the faces of the families when they come and we give them the vouchers some of them can't believe it they stand there and keep asking so what you're saying is i can go get food (laughs) so it's really it's a really 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 good thing to see them that happy and knowing that this will go a long way helping them thank you so much and may god bless all of you abundantly and i'm speaking for so many when i say this has gone a long way in helping all those people so that's a lot of food if i'm not wrong that's more than two tons of food distributed that's that's a lot a lot of food that we've managed to get out so we are really grateful thank you I am Zazu Osna, and I am going to play with my parents. I am going I I sana.
0: Wasn't that great? Okay, so thank you everyone who's um, been giving and who's been praying because it has been making a difference. So let's wrap this up, verses 9 and 10. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. I had to put up this picture because I was looking at some art this week and I this just I know it's not meant to be humorous but I found it humorous because of Jesus's feet like dangling there at the bottom Um, and even though many have tried to capture this moment on canvas i'm sure it was a completely difficult task because we're talking about a supernatural event we're talking about jesus leaving his disciples on the earth and and um, going up into heaven this was an important um, moment um, it began a new relationship with jesus and his father and between him and his followers and it was more than just a simple physical relocation from earth to heaven. Um, he didn't just put on a jetpack and, and and get out of here. Um, he left in a way that his disciples would have remembered um, in a, his own words um and they're recorded in john it's to your advantage that i go away and if i do not go away the helper will not come to you but if i depart i will send him to you and they talk about the cloud having shekinah glory um, the glory of god just surrounding him as he left the earth for the last time so you can imagine why the um disciples are just left there staring into the sky and this last verse makes me smile because i think it speaks so clearly to me of how god knows our humanness and uh even though you know he doesn't have to use us he does even though sometimes we do things like just standing there staring into the sky um, and not moving and he sends two angels uh to say to the disciples you know what are you doing why are you standing there staring into the sky and i love how he just adds this like fatherly touch and loving reminder to them for them of that this same jesus the jesus of love grace goodness wisdom and care will come back in the same way that you've seen him go to heaven so stop staring and get moving um yeah i just love it so here we are at verse 11 we're at the the uh takeoff point of acts it's going to be so exciting to, to get into the rest of this book. Um, I want to finish with a prayer that um, I am totally borrowing from a Nigerian pastor who prayed for two young men as they were about to leave for the mission field. Dear God, help my family here at Crossrides. Crossroads, realize that it is you taking them to Bridgeport, Shelton, school, Stratford, Trumbull, work, North Carolina, grocery store, California, Pennsylvania, Kenya, and the ends of the earth, not them taking you. I hope you are excited about being a witness uh, for Jesus and excited that you can do it under the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I look forward to the rest of Acts and I hope you guys have a great week.